Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Tuesday, July 4th, 2023. Introducing, you know her, you love her, it's none other than Tammy Lynn. Tammy, how's it going today? It's really good today. It's hot. It's hot out, isn't it? It is. It it's has been ridiculously July. hot. And we've been doing a lot of stuff around here at the Companion Chapel Homesteading Community. We're talking chickens. We're talking a big garden. That Tammy, you've nailed the garden. I'm telling you, I am I'm, impressed. I'm pretty proud I'm of it. Impressed. It's a 75 feet by 30 feet garden, and it's got a lot of stuff in it. And it's just me and Tammy out here. If you want to come join us for this in-person Bible study, our new format in our newly renovated studio, isn't just it? Just gorgeous. Stop here. it about that. You can come okay. out for the Bible study every morning, and this was Tammy's idea to record the Bible study instead of us doing the Bible study together and whoever else shows up, and then me recording behind the, the desk over there. We just thought, hey, let's just record the Bible study. You can join us here live or join us here online every morning, a.m. Bible study, Tammy. I think that's a great idea. Thank you. And we are starting a new book today, but please first consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. Me and Tammy set up the Companion Chapel as a registered nonprofit ministry, whatever God-given talent you have to help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. Even a like, a subscribe, and a share, and whatever else you can do. If you're watching uh, on like the YouTube, it'll help us get out of the bottom of the algorithms. But this is episode number 446 on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your podcast. That's a big deal, Tammy. It is. 446 episodes. And you know what else I noticed? People were clicking on videos from us back in 2014, 2015. Yes, it is us. It's the same two, the gruesome twosome. That's me and Tammy. Wait, 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 wait. I do not call myself the gruesome twosome. Yes, we have changed a lot because we went we went from being What happened vain. to my life? <laughs> we, you know, hair always done, makeup always perfect, but nails anyways, done. We are just trying to make it through the day here, teach God's word and whatever you can help us out with. If we're helping you, please help us keep bringing this to you. Now understand what a nonprofit means. It means any provisions you provide for us go back into helping glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. Like when you new camera, this computer's on its way out. Anything you can help us with, make this your church. Companion Chapel Worldwide Ministry. We're starting a new book today. It's the book of John. This was Tammy's decision. I've wanted to do the book of John for so long. So I'm really excited about the book of John, one of the four Gospels. Now let's please first think about why is there four Gospels? Number one, Jesus Christ is presented in four different manners. Okay, so we have Matthew. Behold thy king, as it's written in prophecy throughout the Bible. Behold thy king. That's why there has to be a genealogy in the book of Matthew. In the book of Mark, it's behold my servant. The perfect servant. No genealogy is required in the book of Mark because no genealogy is required for a servant. And then in the book of Luke, behold the man, the ideal man who walked amongst us. He manifests a little lower than the angels for us. He's your teacher, your master, your rabbi, your wonderful counselor. He is wisdom personified. Therefore, a therefore the genealogy is required all the way back to Adam. At Adam, he was purpose. Adam was formed. And that word in the Hebrew is yatsar. It means purposed. God purposed his salvation ministry through that 
family of people right up to our Lord Jesus Christ. That family of people is called Israel, spiritually speaking, in the Bible. And that's who we all adopt ourselves back into. This family, Israel, that's God's family, the spiritual family. We're all part of the human family. Now remember, Romans chapter 9 explains to us who Israel is. That's us. We're all part of the human family. Jesus Christ is the kinsman redeemer for the whole human family. Father wants his children back. And we can only be reconciled through the Lord Jesus Christ, Tammy. And <clears throat> always remember, race, color of your skin, gender. This is just an illusion for this short little period of time. We're all God's children in our spiritual bodies. Now to the book of John. No genealogy is required. Behold your God. Now, people say, how could this be God? This is how this works. And it, the, let, open the book and let it speak for itself. A very piece of God's personal soul, his personal life force, was in the Lord Jesus Christ. The spirit is the intellect of your soul, your personality, your character, your reactive attitude that motivates all actions. It's who you are. What you are is your soul. We are a human being. But God's very personal soul, as it's written, a piece of his soul. In uh, Psalms 22, Psalms 35, where you see that word darling, go back into the manuscripts scripts, through the lexicons and you'll see a very piece of God's soul was in the Lord Jesus Christ. Born of a Virgin Mary, beyond our current understanding of physics, get over it. Watch what it says here right off the hop in the book of John. Chapter 1, verse 1, we're talking about all things were made by God, referring to the infinite details of creation, immeasurable, imponderable in our little reduced and restricted minds. Some people's minds are more restricted than others, Tammy, I would suggest. But Don't look at me when you say that. Just, not, I wasn't, that wasn't. An implication. Whatever. Okay, so in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. What is the Word? Now think about this just for a second. The Word is the truth. And the God, our God is the God of truth. He's not the God of disorder, of chaos, of division, of uncertainty. He is the God of, as it's written in the book of Revelation, for the eternal temple after the millennium temple he calls it the new jerusalem the etymology of that word jerusalem means a place of peace beyond our present comprehension a place of completeness a place of perpetual friendship a place where we've come to an understanding of each other and we live in harmony with each other and with the universe the word these words are what you have to live by to get back into harmony with the universe unless you allow yourself to follow other ideologies and that's idolatry and people will follow other ideologies and that's the saddest thing they set up their own morals that's your own personal thought patterns that translate into your thoughts your intents your actions and it turns into a set of ethics that's a set of institutional standards that collective individuals establish governmental systems outside of God's word is what's being said 100% failure rate at governing ourselves we are free will entities and free will entities simply have to be governed and that's all there is to it and there is governmental perfection that's in our father Yahweh 
and he sent his only begotten son. First and foremost, importance in the universe, most precious in the universe, the only righteous one in the universe, the only one found worthy. And he is the living word. He came in the volume of the book. He is the Alpha and the Omega. These are our instructions to get back into harmony with the universe. The same was in the beginning with God. <clears throat> in the beginning with God, we have to go back into um, the Bible and follow the threads in the beginning. <clears throat> For example, Proverbs chapter 8. In the beginning, wisdom was there. Before the first atom was formed on the highest part of the dust of the earth, when the whole universe was a pulverized dust. What's God trying to tell us there? Why is wisdom feminine in the Hebrew? All the verbs leading up to it are masculine. What's up with that? People say, ask me that all the time in the Bible studies. And I say, because it's something God possesses. He possesses wisdom. He doesn't possess chaos. He has a consistent thought pattern. Mankind is bound by the principles of being human. We have an inconsistent thought pattern. We change our minds constantly. And this book gives us a consistent thought pattern, a linear progression towards the truth. It answers every logical and moral objection known to mankind in the beginning. Where else? Let's go to use Psalms 90. Where were we? It's Psalms 90, 2 Peter chapter 3, and the very first page of your Bible. I'll talk about the creation, then the desolation, and then the rejuvenation. But in Psalms 90, it tells us we were all cohabitating with God in the circuits of time before the earth was even formed. We were there with God. God created his children. He would never, a loving God, think about this. A loving God would never create children to go through this flesh experience. He, he repented that he had to do that to us. That means he sighed with disappointment because there was something inside of each and every one of us. The one-third, as it's written in the book of Revelation, that is not conducive. Our thought patterns were not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And if you want proof, just look at the world map today as we try and govern ourselves from the kitchen table and out onto the world stage. Absolute, nonsensical chaos. It's about selfishness. When we get back to a place of peace beyond our comprehension, it's about giving, sacrificing for each other, considering coming to an understanding of others. It's about loving each other, perpetual friendship. It's a place of completeness, a place of safety. That's how God created his children. Why are we here right now? It's because... He's trying to get your attention. God's not judging what happens to you. He's judging what you do. In this little speck of time, as far as infinity back and infinity forward are concerned, we have a hundred years or less to come to terms again with what's inside of each and every one of us that was not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. What is the internal passion of the mind? Is it focused on the Word of God? Or is it focused on self? What's in it for me? Is it focused on trying to always prove other people wrong? Which is forbidden in the Bible. You have to come to an understanding. You have to think about human frailty in all matters. And always remember, weak people, they don't forgive. They don't forgive at all. They hold grudges. They're always trying to prove other people wrong. Always looking for something wrong in any situation when it comes to judging others. Weak people hold grudges. They don't forgive. And that's sad. We pray for everybody. Strong people forgive and consider human frailty. Intelligent people 
see patterns forming and know how to nip things in the bud and govern themselves accordingly. Okay, and God lets us know how to govern yourselves accordingly. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Okay, so listen, John was a Hebrew man. <clears throat> that means he spoke Hebrew. That was his first language. John, who penned the Bible or penned the book of John, the three epistles of John, and the book of Revelation. This is divine revelation, not man's imagination. John was instructed. John, you write this down. Remember in the book of Revelation how many times God had to tell John, John, look, write, look, write, write it down. You know, good old Johnny. Jesus Christ loved this guy. And when we're talking, so we go back to the very first verse of the Bible. In the Hebrew language, it's so revealing the sense, meaning, and true experience full expression of the word in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and created a self-sustaining planet of perpetual life created in spectacular order and beauty God created the heavens that's the great expanse or the firmament as it's called the aloft is the actual literal translation God is the architect and engineer of our ecosystem of our atmosphere of our solar system of the zodiac, the constellations, the galaxy, the ever-expanding universe. God was there. He made us. He created us. Now, it says here, all things were made by him. <clears throat> what mankind does with the things God made is another story. People say to me, quite often actually, if God created all things, if God made all things, and made means prepared in the Hebrew. So we go back to, I know it's written in Greek, but to the Hebrew thought pattern. Prepared. God prepared all things. Look what mankind's done with it. And people say to me, why does God allow all this evil? If God made all things and created all things, why is there nuclear weapons? Why is there uh, weapons of mass destruction? Humans. Why is there chemicals all over planet? It's what we did with it, which is unacceptable. And what we're doing to each other. And that comes from the internal passion of the mind. That comes from individual morals. It turns into ethics. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart. But it's instigated by this entity, Satan, whose greatest trick is to fool the whole world into thinking that he doesn't exist. Where does all this evil come from? Obviously, Satan simply means adversary. Devil simply means slanderer. Who is Satan now? We know from Ephesians, he's the prince of the air, all encompassing of life. All the evil in the universe is hyper-focused here on planet Earth right now. This is God's plans, plots, and purposes to rid the universe of evil. It has to be exposed. It cannot come back up there. There's no nuclear weapons or war machines up in the universe. It's all focused down here. He's the magistrate of the world, the schoolmaster of the world, the treasure of the world, the prince of the air as it's written. Okay, so there you have it. In him was life, and this word was is more like became. It's the same as the second verse of your Bible, which reads, That means, and the earth became void and without form. Not was. Go to Isaiah chapter 45. God did not create the earth void and without form. Same grammatical morphology the same words there it's became it was a translation this is an english translation 
we try to cut the translators some slack, but you know, must be a lot of pressure in 1611 working for the king, right? 70 guys sitting there. What do you think they were doing? Translating? They weren't biblical scholars, right? Sitting around smoking cigarettes trying to translate this thing. That's what I think was going on. And him was life. And him became life. And the life became the light of men. Mankind, bright shining life forces in the Hebrew. That's kohav. That means the stars. All the stars. He says to Job in Job 38, 7. Where were you, Job? You don't remember. You had to pass through the matrix once born innocent of woman. To go through this short flesh age, Job. Where were you? You don't remember. But all the stars, the sons of God, that's angels, shouted out in exceeding joy. The whole human family in totality shouting out for joy in infinite felicity that's excessive joy and happiness. Together, that's how God created his children. Then one third of the stars fell. Revelation 12, 4. We are these bright shining life forces. Follow that thread through the Bible. Stars in the Bible. There's bad stars. Revelation chapter 9. Read the first verse. A star fell from heaven. And to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Read back a couple verses about who started this world economy. To him we call him wormwood. Bitter disillusionment. <clears throat> okay, let's carry on here. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehend it not. That means it cannot overpower it. Because when you try to smokescreen the truth, the word of God, when you try to smokescreen the truth, what happens when that smoke clears? The truth always stands. You can't prove a lie. You can't prove a falsehood. The truth is always there. Jesus Christ is that light. He is the truth. That great separating force between right and wrong good and evil, and heaven and hell. And there has to be a hell side because if these ideologies that mankind has come up with to govern themselves from the kitchen table to the world stage end up back in the universe, there'll be nothing more than a new hell. People say, you know what? Makes me laugh. Not makes me laugh, but I pray for everybody. But you know what grinds my gears is when people start off and they say, well, we're exempt from the great tribulation, overfed, unconcerned, sitting there. You don't even look at the map of the world. You think this isn't the great tribulation now? Like, how worse can it get? I just, I just don't understand that. Well, I'm going to fly away out of the tribulation. Well, we're in the fifth Trump seal vial. Now we prove that hands down. What, what's uh, so amusing? Tammy. Okay, let's carry on. Let's yes. carry on. Okay, so comprehend it not you cannot overpower the truth you can't prove a falsehood you can't prove a lie okay now how much time we got here because that was this the first part of john is really uh three first is three chapters and let's see are we going to do this part too and no we'll just leave that at that that's an 18 minute one Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. Help glorify, magnifying, broadcast God's saving word. Episode 446 out there on Spotify, Apple, and everything about YouTube is a restricted platform. That's why I talk about YouTube. If you can like, subscribe, comment, whatever you can do, it will get us out of the bottom of the algorithms. We teach this whole Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse, for you and because of you, because we love you without even knowing you. The same way people just hate each other without even knowing Just beyond all reasonables. I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.